This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 248. I believe that we were like a conduit for money, right? Say, I'm giving you money. Money is flowing through me to you. And money is energy. It's supposed to keep moving, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to see this flow through the year. So that it also helps provide us with some confidence and some security, right? Be like, oh, look at this. I've got every month I've got already, I've got $15,000 booked um, that's going to come in on payment plans. People don't tend to kind of look at it that way unless they have some kind of accounting background. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really, it's like the place that you should start right now. Like just today, write out all your clients and any payments that are left to come in for this year. And you'll have a really clear optic on the money that's flowing into your business. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, thanks for joining us today. I'm Meg Rentschler, and I am delighted to have you here as we talk about a very important subject, the concept of our financial flow in our business. Now, don't let your eyes glaze over and think, oh my goodness, this show's all going to be about numbers and it's going to be boring and I have this handled. Because I got to tell you, I've been in business for myself for over 30 years, first as a psychotherapist, now working with leaders to create the kind of communication and leadership skill set that helps them just take things to the next level and build their confidence, as well as coaches. And, And you can tell through the Star Coach Show, where every week we bring strategies, tools, and resources to help coaches be the best they can be, that I have a real passion for helping coaches overcome the barriers that keep them from bringing their magnificence into the world. And underpinning of all of that is how are we creating a financial base that allows us to do that thing that we want to do? Whether we're a leader in an organization, if we're struggling with our finances, we're going to be distracted and and it could potentially get in the way of our leadership. And certainly as entrepreneurs, as business owners, what are we doing to make sure that we have that foundation set? And I know I've had some shows about this, but this show is very unique and different in that Michelle Cooper, who is the CEO of Alchemy Accounting and Bookkeeping, a profit-first professional and the author of several books, Michelle is just dynamic. She is going to bring us information about both the nitty gritty of what we need to be paying attention to, as well as some mindset stuff, because I'm sorry, we all have a mindset about co- about finances. It's either a mindset that helps us kind of live in abundance and prosper, or it could be a scarcity or fearful mindset or an uncomfortable mindset around money. But acknowledging the flow of money, the mindset that we have about money is huge in how we're creating 
a business flow. And I got to tell you that we really get into the details in this episode of what you need. Are you launching something? Well, what do you need to be thinking about? Michelle shares a story about a coach that worked around these principles in initiating their launch and created a much higher profitability margin than another coach that she worked with who didn't. And it just is giving some real specific information for what we want to be thinking about and how we want to potentially move forward in our businesses. Michelle supports the growth of her clients' businesses with real strategic planning. And you're going to hear that strategy in this interview. And she does address those mindset issues that I was just talking about that arise. Sometimes we have to bust through them and sometimes we have to kind of embrace whatever that mindset is to really get to things that maybe we never even dreamed were possible. The team at Alchemy Accounting and Bookkeeping support clients across North America, and they specialize in coaches and consultants. And Michelle's going to share with us why she chooses coaches and consultants, and it hopefully will warm your heart. She have she and her team have helped hundreds of business owners climb out of entrepreneurial poverty into a land of profit. And I got to tell you that you know, if you look at the statistics around coaching, more of us need to be able to embrace profitability and the mindset around business. And Michelle's going to help us do that. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to my interview with the fabulous Michelle Cooper. Michelle Cooper, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so grateful that you're taking time to share this incredibly important issue with us today. Thank you so much, Meg. I love talking about money and entrepreneurship, and I'm so grateful that you invited me on and and are sharing your audience with me. Well, we, uh, in our pre-interview, and we were just talking about this, there was so much important information. It was so hard to narrow it down to what we were going to talk about in the interview today. But I think coaches don't always think about or maybe put enough energy into what's the business side of their business. What's the flow sheets and the and the finances and what we're doing with all those things. So we're going to talk about that. But I would love to start with why the heck do you work with coaches anyway? Like what led you to, <laughs> you said you love entrepreneurship, you love finances. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, well, I think it really it really starts with my own personal journey in hiring coaches, right? So as I, you know, I, I had a really successful career in corporate finance and then I had some children that became a little unmanageable. I had various versions of entrepreneurship where I sought out coaching and mentorship and advising. And I met some incredible people, right? And then like my business now is 11 years old. And I would say probably about nine years ago, I really stepped into personal, like my own personal development mm-hmm. and self-awareness work. 
and, you know, um, looking at beliefs and stories and how all this stuff works, right? Mm -hmm. Started to go down a little bit of a spiritual route and, and had exposure to amazing people as coaches, right? Helping me, helping me grow my business, helping me grow my, like my life. Right. right. Getting things and, out of the way and, and totally. opening and, up paths. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really know these people existed. Like when I was in corporate finance, who knows, I maybe could have stayed there if I knew there were these people out there called coaches. Right. I didn't know they even existed. So it was just so eye-opening. And what I could see is that these people were doing incredible things in the world. And they, they were having an incredible impact, mm-hmm. but often they weren't as visible as they could be or should be, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is that they often had a really messy money situation. And so when I opened my business, you know, at the beginning, like anybody else, I'm working with anyone, right? Right. Like you need bookkeeping, accounting and advising. I will work with you. I don't care if you're a deli or you're, you know, a salon or a roofer. It doesn't matter to me, right? I will do your books. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, who do I actually love working with? Right. I realized it's these people. And I identified they're mission-driven, they're impact-driven. They actually care about what's going on in the world and they have a calling. And sometimes they aren't able to be as visible in the world because of a messy financial situation that is not difficult to get through, right? With the right guidance, with the right focus. Yeah. 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 So they just needed someone to walk beside them and explain things in uncomplicated language, straightforward, as almost like a partner, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of our clients say, oh, I feel like you're my, you know, your team are my team, your team are my partners, you're my partner. And that's what we develop. And then what we saw with just even a little bit of support, they're out there in the world, they know this part of their business is taken care of, and they shine so much brighter. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I think the very first thing you said to me in our pre-interview was coaches are going to change the world. The more money we can get them, the more energy, the more impact they're going to have. So gosh, if that didn't light up everybody's ears, who's listening, I don't know what will. And yet there are some things that because it's not necessarily each one of our special gifts to deal with these kinds of concepts about dealing with price point and dealing with how we keep our books and how we manage taxes and and all those things that that are important and necessary. And I got to tell you, one of the biggest questions I get asked again and again is the concept of price point. So let's be sure we put that on our agenda for today. But when Mm -hmm. we think about the financial aspects of our business and the importance of planning and and sort of understanding where we're going with that. I know it's huge and you're the expert. So let me throw it to you. Where do we want to start on this path? Well, the first place is to look at anywhere that you are commingling your money, 
right? So just completely separate your business and your personal. Even if you take everything out of the business and you move it to personal, just separate it. It just, it creates a, like, I look at it like kind of like two rivers that flow alongside of each other, right? There might be some time where one river deviates all of its water into the other river kind of thing. But when we need to establish those two streams because we need clarity. We need to understand how much money is coming into our business and how much money is coming out of our business. That information provides us optics on whether we are charging enough. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. It also provides us information on where our money comes from, right? If you're a coach and you've got um, one-on-one coaching and group coaching and retreats and maybe a digital product, like we want to know what, like what, what's the optics on that? How much money do you make off of each revenue stream? And then you are also able to understand how profitable each revenue stream is. And with your clients, once they get that clarity, what are some of the decisions that they can then make with that kind of clarity? Yeah, so it's a really good question. What we see is that a client may be like, oh, you know, I really love doing group work, Mm -hmm. right? I I love that. I want to focus on that, Michelle. Like that's the thing. And when we run the numbers, we can see, okay, so I don't know, for ease of math, we'll make round numbers, right? Right. Um, Last month you made $10,000 in group work and you made $40,000 in one-on-one work. If you're going to shift your focus, know that you're going to maybe decrease that one-on-one work and you're going to increase the group work, how is that going to change the money flow? Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. clients will say, when we divide up this revenue like this, they'll be like, I don't even like that thing. Like, I don't even want to do that anymore. And it makes up 60% of their revenue. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's totally fine to not like it and not do it. I'm never an advocate of doing something you don't enjoy. Right. Don't light you up. Right. But by having the data, you know how much money you need to make up in something else. Right. If you want to maintain that level of income. So it might be because I've done so much one-on-one work, it's bringing in 60% of my income. And if I want to switch to more group work, I might need to look at how am I pricing my groups? And if I open up more space for groups, how can I do that to potentially make up and maybe even surpass what I was doing in one-on-one? But I need to know that. I can't just all of a sudden wonder, gosh, where did all my income go? Yeah. And that's kind of what happens when people don't have those optics and those metrics, they'll make decisions um, based on what they think, which is sometimes really good. But if there's any sense of fear, scarcity, or lack in their thinking, even the smallest little thing, they could be making the wrong decision, or they could have made it in a different way that would have been most more sustainable for their business, right? So it, it just helps to have this information. It's really important for people to design the business that they want to live. So tell me more about that. How do people design the business that they want to live? Well, getting clear on how you want to live, how you want to feel in your business, how you want to operate your business. There's some clients who, you know, they're like, I want to make a million dollars, great. That's fine. Why? What's behind that? And do they have an understanding of what it takes to support a million dollar business? Sometimes 
somebody who has a million dollars in revenue is bringing home less in their pocket than somebody who's just working with a few one-on-one clients. Because what are some of the expenses that go along with a million dollar launch or a million dollar business? What kinds of things might the audience need to start thinking about? Yeah. So, so to get to a million dollar launch, unless you have some kind of viral situation going on with some content or something, you're probably looking at some form of affiliate marketing. So there's some kind of affiliate situation in there. It might be direct affiliates where, you know, you're just putting affiliates into your business and they're promoting your stuff. It could be clients who are offering referrals or, or even referral partner or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's usually an affiliate component. Standard affiliate fees are 50%. Right. So if you have a $500 product and you've got people who are promoting that for you and you're reimbursing every one of them $250, if you do a million dollar launch, you're really doing like a $500,000 launch. Yeah. And so then, you know, to create income at that level, it's usually a higher ticket offer. Mm-hmm. That can be really taxing energetically on the coach if they're running it themselves. So usually people who are offering a, a price point of $25,000, $30,000, they have some team members built in to the product, right? So you might get a group call with you, the coach, but then they get a one-on-one call with someone else right. or maybe an accountability call, something going on, right? So that's a cost. So mm-hmm. that kind of chips away at the income, right? And then there's things like advertising, right? Mm-hmm. So that might be... Facebook or Instagram advertising, there might be somebody who's managing or designing that advertising campaign. There's, you know, there's other costs involved. Like if you're doing a virtual event, it might be the virtual platform you're on, like hop in or or something that's going to hold a larger audience than Mm -hmm. Zoom. And then of course, there's, if you've got salespeople, there's sales commission, there's all these pieces, right? There's your processing fees. There's the person who manages this all, right? There's actual, if it's an in-person event, there's the venue costs, the audio visual, the, you know, all of those pieces, right? So I want everybody to be clear. Michelle and I are not saying don't strive for a million dollar business if that's what you want. And, and don't think, oh my gosh, it, it doesn't make any sense to try to do a million dollar launch or whatever. It's just be aware yeah. that everything has a pro and a con to it and a cost to it. So Open, open your eyes to that. And I would say, you know, if you're getting scaling to that level, you would definitely want some financial support in your bookkeeping and those kinds of things. What, what do you recommend? Yeah. So it's really good. You said that because I'm all for a million dollar launch. I want people to have a million dollar business. What I want them to do is have the information to make smart business decisions, right? Mm-hmm. A great example is we had two clients. One came to us right after a million dollar launch and one was already a client and did a $1.3 million launch, right? The $1.3 million existing client, because we had metrics and optics and we had a system in place, they made a lot of money, right? Their costs were actually only 28%. Of the million dollar launch. Because they were planful and had things in place. Systems can really create flow. Totally. 
right? Yeah. Like even having that back office finance system for people, contracts, payment plans, all these things that need to happen, right? The other client that came to us actually came to us because she's like, I just did a million dollar launch and where's all my money? I don't even know where this, like, I don't even know what to do at this point, right? And what we saw is, so it was just under a million dollars. It's like 925 or something Mm -hmm. like that she did. And at the end of the day with, she did a lot of affiliate sales and she walked away with about $300,000, which, you know, it's not the end of the world, right? But she's delivering a 10-month program for $300,000. Okay. Right? So again, might not be all that bad, right? However, we just want to know. Right. And if, so what does partnering with somebody like you, a, a financial advisor, what can you help if, if you're looking at, I'm walking into a launch, like with your existing client, what are some of the things that you help that person think about? Right. So the first thing that somebody needs if they're going to go down this route is a really, really good bookkeeper. Okay. This person should become your right hand person in regards to money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because a really good bookkeeper understands all the numbers in your business and they, sh- they can give you the information that you need to have, right? They'll also offer the information. If you empower your bookkeeper mm-hmm. and they're really, and they know what they're doing, they will give you information you didn't even know you needed. But right? that's their specialty. They know you need it. So they give it to you. Yeah. 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 So understanding like a projection. So if you're going to go into this process, like you're thinking, okay, well, I don't know, in November, I want to do a launch of a program. I'm going to aim for a million dollars, right? So you want to look at, do I have people on my team that can handle the processing all of all of this information, right? So do you have your, um, there's, everybody thinks about like the front end, like the client facing, like the marketing team and the promo and the ads and the you know, Facebook lives and all of that. They don't think about the back office, mm-hmm. right? And I tend to think about this like, like a bank, right? Like you see the teller and she, you know, you go up and you're like, I'd like to withdraw some money and, and she gets some money and she gives it to you. There's a whole stuff going on back there. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so thinking about who is, who is managing the sales process. So who is watching the sales come in and tracking them, even if it's on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm right? Who is making sure that the contracts go out to these people right away, that they get signed electronically right away, and that their deposit is processed immediately. And then after the event, who gets all this stuff set up? So who sets up the payment plan, right? It, how is it set up? It, are you using Infusionsoft or are you doing this through PayPal? Like what, is, what are the systems, right? Mm-hmm. And your bookkeeper and maybe your accountant is, is a an important piece in that, in that puzzle or that process, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure the bookkeeper understands this revenue stream and how it's supposed to be recorded in your books so that you then get accurate information. So good. So part of that is understanding, like I could see people thinking, I just did a million dollar launch, so I can just go spend on such a, without really knowing what the cash flow is or, or what's the actual profitability of whatever it is that, that you just did, whether it's, you know, you just signed three, I'm not 
not all of you are doing launches of products, but certainly, you know, oh, I just booked a new one-on-one client that opens up X, Y, and Z. Well, does it really? So having somebody to help you help you think about what the actual flow of expenses and income. Yeah. And so a really great thing to do, which is easy to set up with your bookkeeper or or your coach, right? Mm-hmm. I would also encourage people to do this with a business coach. It's just, you know, like I'm a, I'm a real advocate of keeping things simple. So absolutely, you want to have proper bookkeeping set up. So something like QuickBooks Online or, you know, there's some other apps out there. However, at the same time, when we look at managing cash flow, we want to forecast out what's going on in the business so we can see ahead, right? So even if you you just have a spreadsheet or a Google Doc, right? And at the side, you've got your client names, right? And then every column is a month and somebody comes in and, okay, so they're going to make five payments of $5,000. So you map that out over the next five months. And then somebody else comes in and they're making... 10 payments of $3,000. And then you map that out, right? And you just look always a year ahead, Mm -hmm. right? So every month you're adding another month on, right? Mm -hmm. At the end. And as you keep enrolling clients, you keep adding them to the bottom and you'll see exactly how much revenue you have coming in. Maybe somebody comes in and they pay in full, right? And then you'll see that and keep it month to month so that you can see the flow of money, right? I believe that we are, we are like a conduit for money, right? Say I'm giving you money, money is flowing through me to you. Mm-hmm. And, and money is energy, it's supposed to keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to see this flow through the year. So that it also helps provide us with some confidence and some security, right? Be like, Oh, look at this. I've got every month I've got already, I've got $15,000 book um, that's going to come in on payment plans. People don't tend to kind of look at it that way unless they have some kind of accounting background. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really, it's like the place that you should start right now. Like just today, write out all your clients and any payments that are left to come in for this year. And you'll have a really clear optic on the money that's flowing into your business. Hey coaches, we'll get back to my interview with Michelle Cooper in just a moment. I do want to take this time to remind you that we are now more than halfway through the year and December is quickly approaching. December happens to be when many of us have a coaching credential that will be coming up for renewal. There are many aspects that you need to be thinking about when renewing your credential, including continuing education, and if you're an ACC coach, mentor coaching. So I have ideas for great ways to get your continuing education. If you'd like to know more about that, just shoot me an email at meg at a focus on results.com. And I also want to let you know that I'm currently enrolling for my last scheduled mentor program for 2021, and it's already filling up. So if you'd like more information about that, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor. That's starcoachshow.com slash mentor. 
good. What else might we want to do to clean up bookkeeping and to prepare for like an on so that we're continually ready for taxes, those kinds of things. Any other tips or strategies? Yeah, it's funny. I always, you can't run a million dollar business off of a spreadsheet. So always consider building the the financial house of your business for the business you want, not what you have. So think about the future when you're so involved in working with your clients that you don't have time to look at this kind of stuff all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So think about that now, if you're there. And if you're already there, think about what, what does scaling that look like even, right? So it might mean getting proper records set up, like a system set up like QuickBooks, right? Mm -hmm. It might mean hiring a bookkeeper. It might mean seeing if your bookkeeper is the right fit for you, right? What are some things we would want to consider to see if they're the right fit? Yeah, great question. Are they giving you information every month? So are your books being reconciled every month? There's no catch up kind of thing. Are they asking you questions? Or are they just assuming they know what the expenses are for? So a lot of people think, I'm going to hire a bookkeeper. I never have to look at this again, right? That's kind of scary. That's how rock stars run out of money. Right? (laughs) And they're like, well, I've still got money in the bank. Like, it's going to be fine. But your bookkeeper should be asking about allocation of expenses. So if you buy something on Amazon, that might be education, because it could be a book. It might Mm -hmm. be office supplies. It could be a client gift. Mm -hmm. We don't know, Mm -hmm. right? So so your bookkeeper should ask you what that is. They, They shouldn't be asking you if it's obvious, like a charge to Zoom, they should know what that is, right? Right. But things that can, you know, leave some room for interpretation, they should be asking. You should get some report every month. You should get an income statement and a balance sheet. You should know how much money you have made in the previous month, right? You should know any kind of like liabilities that are accruing in your business. So do they notice that you are, you haven't made a credit card payment in a, in a month, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. credit card balances starting to rack up, or maybe you had tax installments due and those haven't been paid, they should be highlighting those things to you. Okay, good. So really that open flow of communication is Mm -hmm. the bookkeeper on top of your business. Have you maybe fallen off their radar? And that's not really a good match then for for a bookkeeper. And then all these- They can get busy. Well, they can get busy, but if you're like completely off their radar, then yeah, yeah. yeah. As all those things are happening- This is like how much, I know CPAs are like who we work with for our taxes, but how much do bookkeepers know about what's going to be expected for taxes and those kinds of things? Yeah. If they're a really good bookkeeper, they would know, they would basically be able to take you to the point that your your CPA can pull your reports. So your balance sheet and your income statement and plug that into your tax return. A really good bookkeeper is going to save you money because your CPA's job is going to be smaller. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. So when we are, you know, obviously having a solid bookkeeper as on your team is, is a, a great asset and will certainly now, 
let's kind of understand all the different things we're talking about. Is that bookkeeper the person that might help you as you think through a launch, if in fact that's their forte, or is it somebody else that you would recommend for something like that? Yeah, I'd probably look at somebody who is working like a really, really senior advanced bookkeeper could probably support you in that. Any bookkeeper should be part of the team for that. But in our business, in Alchemy, that's really the role of myself and my coaches who, who design the processes, build in the team, and, and can help support the revenue strategy, right? Because if, if we say, if I sit down with a client and they're like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. This is a program I'm going to launch or a product or something. We can map out the numbers for them. Okay. Right? I just so, wanted everybody to be clear. Like, well, what kind of a person is Michelle talking mm-hmm. about? What should I have? So you would be looking for somebody who sort of specializes in coaches or small businesses and helping them get their products in front of other people. Is that yeah. a good so way to- it, You bring up a good point, right? Because like we specialize in coaches, right? Like that's what we do. And so we tend to know all the things that they do, right? We mm-hmm. know the software they use. We know, we understand the, the flow of money and how it comes in, you know, like Infusionsoft is connected to Stripe and it's going to come into the bank account or whatever happens, mm-hmm. right? A lot of, maybe traditional accountants or bookkeepers won't understand that. And, and so finding somebody in your area of expertise, right? For example, I had somebody come in and they, they're like, well, I'm a coach, but I also have an e-commerce business. And I'm like, we don't specialize in e-commerce. I don't think we're a good fit, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. e-commerce is its own separate thing with, you got to think about sales tax and all this jazz, mm-hmm. right? So finding someone whether that's a bookkeeper or accountant or like a CFO, I do a lot of fractional CFO work who really understands what you're doing mm-hmm. is really important. And so asking them, how, how much involvement do you have in this kind of business? How many people have you worked with? Like learning about them, looking at like a great thing just to show you if, if they're aware is if you do something like coaching, are they on social media? Mm. If they're not on social media, they probably don't know what you do. Good tip. Right? Yeah. And so if they're out there on social media and they're doing these things, then they probably understand what you're doing, right? Okay. So in addition to a bookkeeper and maybe even a financial coach or somebody that if we were just building and, and just like just beginning to build a team, what would you recommend from the financial standpoint as the best place to begin scaling up? Like who would be the first hire? Even if it's just a part-time, like virtual kind of person, who would you recommend to be the first? I know it's probably different for everybody, but. Yeah, yeah, it might be, but you want somebody who's good with numbers. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it could be a bookkeeper, but it could also be, if you're starting from scratch and you're just, you need somebody who can kind of like a Jane of all trades kind of person, you don't need necessarily like an operations manager or an or a, like an online business manager. What you need is a really, really good VA that's good with numbers, right? That person is going to set the foundation for you, right? So. And, and from there, um, 
you, you know, like bookkeeping is not expensive. You could find somebody to, to um, support you bookkeeping for, for bookkeeping if you wanted. But if you're looking for somebody who could do a couple of things, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I said, it would be a VA, really good with numbers, able to multitask, right? What you want them to be able to do is even if they don't do the bookkeeping, they can keep the numbers updated in your system. They can um, handle the client uh, onboarding, for mm-hmm. example, um, the admin tasks there, and perhaps keep the the flow of information, making sure clients are getting their calls booked, all of that kind of stuff would be an ideal person as a first hire. So, so good to, to kind of get that perspective. I mean, your bookkeeper is going to need to get the numbers from somewhere. We, we got to, what is that whole concept? Junk in, junk out. So oh, you've yeah. got to, you got to be able to have some kind of flow in so that you're getting good data and, and that person can actually support you because they're getting the, the information they need to do their job. Oh, so good. Like, so I'm hearing we have to have a solid back office. We've got to, that doesn't mean we have to have 52 people, but we've got to really think about what's our flow, get some clarity about that. I guess even this just popped in. So if somebody couldn't afford like somebody full-time, do you you need somebody full-time to be honest? Okay. Okay. But what about like doing a consult or doing a, like saying, okay, I want to just understand what I need to put in place. Do you do things like that? Or do you, do you know whether anybody like would sit with somebody and say, okay, let's look at everything and let's give you some guidance of what you put in place, even if I'm not working with you full-time kind of thing. Totally. Totally. So, so there's, there's things like there's all kinds of options, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Something that we love, my team love doing is uh, kind of like a, kind of like a a setup process. Mm -hmm. We call it a springboard, right? So they get the books set up for them. They get everything set up properly, all connected to their different accounts. So that the that QuickBooks is bringing in all of the information. And then they train the client on only the things that the client needs to do or the client's VA, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes what can happen if you try to do it yourself and you don't really know what you're doing, you actually create more of a problem than- That was my thought. Like if you you build on sand, it's not going to- It's like me trying to fix my car, right? Like if I try to fix my car, I'm going to screw it up and then it's going to cost me more when I take it to the mechanic. So it's the same thing. So you get set up with a foundation, that's your books, and then an understanding of these are the you know, four or five things that you need to do every month to keep this updated and, and moving, right? Mm-hmm. Keep the information flowing. And, and that's a, a great thing to spend your money on, right? Sure, we can Google stuff. We could try to do it ourselves. It's probably going to cost us more, more money than, and more time, right? Mm-hmm. Than it would if you paid somebody. Like that's not a lot of money to get mm-hmm. that taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you might want to look at um, something like, so we have a service or, or like a, a, a product to support our clients where um, if, they're a, if they're a monthly bookkeeping client, we have one call a month that's a Q&A. They can ask any question they want around financials. And we have one call a month that's some kind of training workshop. Oh. And so they get that as being a client, but we also sell that, right? It's like, 
$97 or something like that. And, and just paying for that, it, it's like, you can come in, get your question answered by an accountant. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, I don't dial a lawyer or whatever. Right. It's called, right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's there every month. Right. So you have a, you have a lifeline or a resource mm-hmm. and, and it's what I found was like, cause at first I was like, is this needed? Like, does anybody want this? And people were like, it's exactly what I need because I don't have the cash flow to support a monthly bookkeeper mm-hmm. or I don't, you know, I sometimes will say like, I only have like 10 transactions a month. Right. It's not the number of transactions. It's having the support, mm-hmm. right? It's having somebody at the end of a phone or the end of an email, right? It's useful, right? Cause you can always reach out, but it also gives you a sense of confidence, right? You have a resource. So looking for something like that or contacting us and joining ours, mm-hmm. it's called all up in your business. And then, you know, there, there's all kinds of programs, you know, kind of like the MBA in four days or, you know, the know your numbers intensive, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I don't usually recommend those for people, especially if you're starting out in business. It's just a lot of information that you don't really need to know. Yeah. So then you become overwhelmed and you don't really know what to use out of all of that. And yeah. so it's more targeted. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to know that level of detail. Like you don't need an MBA to be a coach and run a coaching business. As you grow, maybe you mm-hmm. need you need support in understanding some more detailed financial numbers like client acquisition costs, lifetime client value, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you don't need that at the beginning. What you need is like a lifeline. So I know your company's in Canada. Do coaches need to find a, a financial person in their own country to like is that the the better because of well, like laws and, and taxes and those kinds of things? Yeah. So Canada and the United States are similar mm-hmm. in their tax structure. And in, they all operate off of what's called GAP. So generally accepted accounting principles. My company, Alchemy, supports entrepreneurs across North America. Mm. So we have team members in the States. So I have USA-based bookkeepers and CPAs. There's like my USA CPAs, they do US tax returns, right? Mm-hmm. It's particular, right? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need somebody in your own state, right? Okay, good um, to know. But you, to be in your own country for tax-wise, you do want to be supported in that way. And we have bookkeepers and accountants in Canada. And then there's also this whole idea of a lot of coaches are nomadic. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have clients in Costa Rica, in Mexico, all kinds of places in South America. Some people are living like they're, they're living or traveling in the world, mm-hmm. in Bali, Australia, like not so like not so much traveling around now, obviously with like the restrictions we've all been under, but people who have like expats, mm-hmm. that's becoming more and more popular. So you, you do want somebody, if you've got a U.S., based or a Canadian based business and registered business, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you have someone who understands that and the tax requirements for that. Such good information. I mean, I could continue to pick your brain, but I know we're, we've run out of time. As, as we wrap up, when we think about being a financially responsible coach and 
setting ourselves up for success versus headaches and nightmares. Anything that we've left on the table that you want to be sure we address before we wrap up? I would say like all of this sits on top of the foundation of your thinking, right? So all of this um, really is the, the basis of it is our belief system. It's our relationship with money. It's what we believe about money, what we're thinking about money and our capacity to receive that money into our lives and to work with that money, right? If you, if you would consider that, like I said, money is an energetic expression. It's a, you know, it's a worldly expression of our impact in the world and it's energy and it keeps, it needs to move. We can alleviate some of the things around like budgeting, saving restriction, Mm -hmm. right. And allow more flow in and, and being a good steward of money, right know your numbers, understand them, love them, work with them. Don't judge yourself wherever you are right now, except that this is where you're at. It's awesome. It's great. And maybe it could be better. Maybe you could use some, a little bit of support. Maybe you could use a lot of support. doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but you are supported and, and you just need to find the right people to kind of put in your little gang. And then you can have even so much more. So helpful. Michelle, thank you for bringing your special energy to the show today to help us maybe live in more ease with money and accept more of that flow in both directions to be the kinds of business owners we want to be. You're welcome. I love it. I am so appreciative of the detail that Michelle went into for us because I think it gives us all food for thought. Where are the holes in your financial planning and what would you like to do to kind of fill those in? And uh, Michelle actually has a free resource that she's offering to us. It's the Financial Foundations Assessment. So go to starcoatshow.com slash 248 com slash 248. That's going to be the show notes for this episode. And there is a link in there for financialfoundationsquiz.ca where you can access that quiz from Michelle and also just get notes about and, and other information on how to connect with Michelle. So I invite you back next week as we're shifting gears into client attraction. Once we get those financial foundations set up, we want to be sure to be attracting the kinds of clients we like to work with. And I am visiting with client attraction coach Jacob Ratliff. Jacob is going to share some specific strategies for connecting with clients about the importance of getting clear about who you want to work with and what you can do to draw in the, your ideal client. Super great. I just actually re-listened to our interview in the last few days and, and really enjoyed my time with Jacob. So I hope you come back for that next week. 
Remember, if you like the show, sharing it with other coaches and giving it a review wherever you listen is going to help more people find the show. And I thank you in advance for that. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome week.